This is the Live Authentic Podcast, episode number 10, three practical self-care tips that can change your life. Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to today's episode of the Live Authentic Podcast. How are you all doing today? I hope things are well and I really hope you're all set to have a great week ahead. My friends, this is my 10th episode on the Live Authentic podcast. Can you believe it? The 10th episode. I'm seriously so excited. So season one finishes with this episode and season two of the Live Authentic podcast will resume in September after the summer break. My blog post will still continue to come out every Monday morning. So my friends, I hope this episode will serve you as the last one before you set off to go on your summer break. And I'm so happy uh, to be here today and share some really uh, helpful thoughts on this topic that I will think that I think you will find really useful. So the topic is three practical self-care tips that can change your life. The word self-care has been creating a lot of traction lately. It's one of the latest buzzwords. We hear about it so often, but very few of us actually practice it. When we hear the word self-care, our minds automatically go into images of long baths and candles and massages, but sometimes it's really tough to get that going frequently. Like many of you out there, I too am a working mom. I work for a foundation, I run my own coaching practice and I struggle like many working moms to find time sometimes to just take care of myself. But mental and physical well-being is really important to me. I'm a big believer and advocate of self-care and I've been consciously and religiously taking care of myself. So if you guys want to go beyond the bubble baths and massages and really see how you can make self-care a priority in your life daily, then please listen on. I want to offer you three simple tips that can change your life. It really has for me. So tip one, sleep. Tip one, again, is sleep. I can't stress this enough, my friends. Getting enough sleep, seven to eight hours simply is so vital for our physical and mental well-being. There are enough studies out there that show the importance of sleep and the lack of it leading to extreme fatigue, irritation, anxiety, and an inability to perform tasks. Sleep is so important to function for muscle recovery and so much more that it has to be a top priority for us and vital as part of our self-care routine. I recently read Ariana Huffington's book called The Sleep Resolution, The Sleep Resolution, and I want to share a part of the review. We are in the midst of a sleep deprivation crisis with profound consequences to our health, our job performance, our relationships and our happiness. What we need is nothing short of a sleep revolution. Only by renewing our relationship with sleep can we take back control of our lives. 
So in the sleep revolution, Ariana Huffington explores all the latest signs on what exactly is going on while we sleep and we dream. She takes on the sleeping pill industry and all the ways our addiction to technology disrupts our sleep. She also offers a range of recommendations and tips from leading scientists on how we can get better and more restorative sleep and harness its incredible power. The result is sweeping, scientifically, scientifically rigorous and deeply personal exploration of sleep from all angles from the history of sleep to the role of dreams in our lives to the consequences of sleep deprivation and the new golden age of sleep science that reveals that vital role in sl of sleep plays in our every waking moment and every aspect of our health so from weight gain to diabetes to heart disease to cancer and alzheimer's in today's fast pace always connected the sleep-deprived world, our need for good night's sleep is more important than ever. The sleep revolution sounds the alarm on our worldwide sleep crisis and provides a detailed roadmap to the great sleep awakening that can help transform our lives, our communities and our world. This was a bit of a review from Ariana Huffington's book, The Sleep Revolution. And my friends, if you haven't had a chance to read her book, please do. I highly recommend it and it's seriously insightful. So increasing my hours of sleep from 6 to 8 has done absolute wonders to me. I know it sounds crazy, but I have actually started training myself to go to bed by 10 p.m. so I can wake up for 6 a.m. And the result of that is that I've noticed that I function way better. I'm more alert and less tired and fresh. I also have a sleep routine now, so I'm in bed by 10, I get off any electronics at least half an hour before, put off my phone to do not disturb and play a 25 minute winding down sleep meditation and that seems to do the trick for me. So develop your own sleep routine, one that works for you. So my first first tip is slot and schedule 7 to 8 hours of your sleep in train your body to get used to that. This will be one of the best things you've done for yourself in terms of self-care. Now I'm going to move on to my second tip for self-care that we can incorporate into our lives daily. And the second tip, of course, if you know me by now, is exercise. So tip number two is exercise. If you're not an exercise freak or, uh, you know, lightly obsessive runner like me, then uh, please, please don't panic. I'm not even going to ask you for to train for a triathlon or marathon, but moving your body even a little like a 20 minute brisk walk is not only beneficial for your physical state, but also does wonders to your mental state. As Tony Robbins puts it, emotion is energy in motion. Change the way you move and it changes the way you feel. A study found that people who exercise were 25% less likely to feel depressed or anxious over the next five years. 
even a nice fun 20 minute walk or run every day relaxes your muscles and your mind. Exercise has long been known for its ability in stress management, happiness and a feeling of being alive. And why is that? Because when we exercise, we can release certain neurotransmitters such so, you know, all the endorphins that make you feel completely amazing. So a few years ago, I was at a cognitive behavior therapy CBT training session learning about cognitive distortions and how to shift them. What was so interesting to see during this training was the deep correlation between our mind and our body. We all know that we experience a physiological response to both internal and external stimuli. So if we are in a stressful situation, we immediately can see that manifest in our bodies. The shoulders tensing, the muscles tightening, the heart rate beating and so on. Similarly, do you know that physiological factors also affect the mind? Self-care requires that we take a daily preventive approach to take care of our bodies. I'm just going to repeat that again. So self-care requires that we take a daily preventive approach to take care of our bodies. Exercise is an essential way to have a healthy lifestyle. It improves the capacity, strength and flexibility of our bodies. An exercise self-care plan includes the goals of fitness, strength and flexibility. Recent research shows that even a minimal level of exercise is better than none. A regular routine totaling 30 minutes a day, 6 days a week will totally improve fitness. Choosing a type of exercise you really want to do will help you incorporate it more in your lifestyle. Even then, it may take three months or more of practice before it becomes a routine or a habit. Activities such as walking during lunchtime, dancing, gardening, playing, you know, sports, tossing a ball, climbing stairs, running can provide a significant amount of exercise to maintain body tone and alertness. So my friends, as part of your self-care routine, Please try and get in 30 minutes of exercise at least five times a week and this will really change your lives. I am now going to move on to my tip number three as part of our self-care daily plan. And the tip number three is nutrition. As we all know, pure, poor nutrition, so poor nutrition can contribute to stress, tiredness and our capability to work. Over time, it can contribute to the risk of developing illnesses and other health problems such as being overweight or obese, high blood pressure, heart disease, depression and more. I work with a lot of women and mothers and I notice how tired they are from work, home and parenting duties. They are not able to perform at their best and most of the time it's because they don't pay attention to certain obvious factors that could be sabotaging their mental and physical well-being. I said earlier that change should come from inside out so it's really important for us to first start getting aware of our body and what we put into it. How can we change something if we don't even know what to do? 
So I'm going to offer you the same tools I learned at my CBT session. Just to get self-aware and to change, you know, and to get aware of your body and to take the next step for a healthy body. So here are some steps that you can follow. Step one, for the next two weeks, keep a daily habit log and start recording your intakes and patterns for food and other things. So for example, sleep. How many hours of sleep did you get that night? Water, the number of glasses you drank in the day. Caffeine or alcohol, how many cups of coffee or glasses of wine that went in? Nutrition, what did your diet consist of the whole day from breakfast through to dinner and what snacks, snacks went in? You can also add as many as you want. So exercise or inactivity, cigarettes you smoke if you're a smoker and so on. This log will really get you self-aware of your patterns. So step two, once you have your log, you know, once you have this log, it's time to really sit down and look at the changes you want to make. Perhaps you notice that you are drinking way too much coffee or eating less fruits and vegetables, sleeping too little or watching too much TV. If your habit log is just too overwhelming, then start with two habits you want to change and focus only on that. The trick here is not to completely cut out any habit, but to replace it with something healthier. So for example, my friends, if you want to cut down the number of cups of coffee you're drinking a day, then replace that with an herbal tea or water instead. If you are sitting in front of the TV for too long and binge watching your Netflix and you want to shift that, then replace a part of that by going for a walk or reading a book. Now, since we are in the space of nutrition, I also want to share some thoughts I read recently on the hunger continuum. Do you know what that is? So the hunger continuum is a scale from 1 to 10 that represents relative degrees of hunger. So, one is a state of complete, completely being famished, okay? So, one is famished, two, uncomfortably hungry, three is strong feelings of hunger, four, first signs of hunger, five, neutral, neither hungry nor full, six, nearly full, seven, comfortably full, eight, very full, nine, stuffed, and 10 painfully stuffed. Like I said, this scale represents the relative degrees for hunger, starting with one for famished and progressing through to 10 for painfully stuffed. It requires that you stop, stack, check in with yourself and assign a number to how hungry or satisfied you are on a scale of 1 to 10 where 1 is famished and 10 is painfully stuffed and 5 is a neutral point of balance. The goal for all of us is to stay toward the middle of the scale between 3 where you have strong but not overwhelmingly you know, strong feelings of hunger and seven where you're full but not very, very full. To do this, you need to listen to your body, eat when you feel genuine physical hunger, so not bored hunger, lonely hunger or stressed out hunger and stop eating immediately when you're satisfied but not stuffed. 
So can you take a second right now and see what number you would say you are at right now? So as I'm recording this, I've just finished my lunch and I ate a, you know, a salad and a sandwich and I can say that I am, you know, in number six or number seven. So I'm feeling comfortably full now. So if you take a second and just think of where you are right now on this uh, hunger continuum, if you can't tell, you know, don't worry, it might take some practice to get self-aware and then figure out where you are. It's best to eat when you reach a three, letting your appetite build a little past those first, you know, feelings of hunger, but satisfying it before you become ravenous. It's not always possible to hit that mark. Sometimes, you know, obviously you don't have control over when you're able to eat, but you can set up your routine to make it easier to achieve. Although it sounds contrary to eating according to your appetite, establishing a regular eating plan helps by getting you into a predictable kind of daily rhythm so you become hungry around the same times each day and can plan your meals and snacks accordingly. That pattern can be like, you know, three square meals a day, mini meals or something in between, whatever works for you. As part of my self-care routine, I've just started using the hunger continuum. So I eat five small meals in the day rather than stuff myself and try and, you know, be at level five, neutral at most times. I know I've covered a lot on nutrition, so please feel free to go back and listen again. If you need to kind of, uh, you know, figure the hunger continuum again, go back, rewind me and listen to it. So practicing good nutrition is a third great tip for you guys to practice self-care routine. So uh, just to recap... The word self-care, as we all know, has been getting a lot of traction lately. It's one of the latest buzzwords. We hear about it so often, but very few of us actually practice it. My self-care, three self-care tips for you are something that you can incorporate into your lives starting today. So number one is sleep. Number two is exercise and number three is nutrition. And like I said, they can be added daily to your life as part of your self-care routine. So my friends, try it and see how this can change your life. That's it from me on this topic, my friends. So find me on iTunes and Stitcher at the Live Authentic Podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you feel this episode has served you, then please share it with a friend or colleague who might find it useful. And for those of you who are new here, please let me tell you a little bit about me. I'm Purnima or as a lot of people call me Nima. I'm a life coach, NLP practitioner and a mentor for women entrepreneurs. I started my coaching practice called the Live Authentic Coaching last year and my mission is to empower women through coaching. I work one-on-one with mums, mumpreneurs, working women, homemakers and any woman really interested and ready to create the life they love. You guys can check out more of what I do or access free resources at 
www.liveauthentic.me that is www.liveauthentic.me thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for being a part of uh, my podcast journey this is my 10th episode and i like i said this is end of season 1 and thank you so much for being there with me you know encouraging me for writing emails and telling me what really helped you and you know it's really really helped me so much and so i'm going to be back with my new podcast uh, episodes in uh, september so season 2 and uh, till then i really want you guys to have a great summer uh, have fun with your kids and if you're going on holiday have a great time enjoy the sun and just remember to be your authentic selves daily be well my friends and thank you so much bye